0: Inclusion,
1: inclusion, inclusion. Inclusion,
2: inclusion. Inclusion, inclusion. Inclusion,
1: inclusion, inclusion. Inclusion. podcast by the Centre for Inclusive Leadership.
2: Hello and welcome to Inclusion Podcast. My name is Chantal Doucette. I'm the host for this session and I'm joined by my colleague Jags Dehealy, who is our client partner, and Paul Anderson Walsh, who is the Chief Emotional Officer at Centre for Inclusive Leadership. I want to have a conversation with you today about authenticity, mm-hmm. um, which is something, it's a word that gets used quite a lot, right? We hear talk about authenticity. And I think maybe it feels slightly overused as a word. Um, but I don't think we should lose sight of its importance. So I wanted to kind of just kind of open that there and see how you sort of feel about that as a, as a statement about authenticity.
1: No, it's, listen, it's a great point because I think it may be an overused word but I have the say, I think it's an under-realized reality, because mm-hmm. I think that if you were to actually say to yourself, what does it mean to be authentic, which obviously means to be genuine, to be true, uh, to have agency is something mm-hmm. we talk about a lot. I wonder, is it the case that many people are genuinely able to say they're living authentically? I Many times, you know, we had the conversation about that lovely quote from Thurman who says that uh, each of us longs to hear the genuine inside of ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and when we hear it, we know it. Uh, but until such time, says Thurman, you're like someone on the end of strings that other people are pulling. And I think the reality for an awful lot of people when it comes to this business about being authentic, Chantal, is that they live a life on the end of strings that other people are pulling. Mm -hmm. And in our world, of course, where we deal with leadership, uh, they're pulling strings that other people are on the end of. And it's saying, you know, this is how you must live. This is how you must be. Uh, And I think it's a big, big subject. So for me, at any rate, I think that the reality is that life only actually has one question on the exam paper. That's it. It's It's a single question and you've got your life to figure it out and that is who are you when you stop being who you think you are Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and for me finding our way to authenticity i think that's the i think that's the game right there and if you can figure that out you're good
2: yeah i mean who are you who are you
1: when you stop being who you think you are
2: yeah i think that's that that's it that that is (laughs) such that, a big question isn't that it that
0: statement itself yeah is so powerful i think that sits really heavy especially when you think about who you think you are mm. that completely opens a new way of thinking about who you are because you don't always look under the bonnet right you don't always look under what you feel who you feel you are for me i think there's a lot of introspection needed there's a lot of deep work needed whether that's spiritual whether that's psychological Mm. whether that's you know personal Mm. therapeutic it all needs to be ripped apart to see who is there we live in a world where we grab things that we love about other people and stick them to us in a way that we feel should be who other people would want who would want to see us as whereas and who we would like to portray but is that truly who we are? It's that
2: mask we slip on. Yeah, that mask, and and I think there is something actually about you know we we when we're born when we come in we actually know who we are, mm-hmm. and then there's a we're kind of separated from that, and then we come back to yeah. remembering. Mm-hmm. Is that metanoia, isn't it? Is that? Yeah, is I, it think, kind of,
1: you know, I think I think that's interesting, and, and it's an interesting idea, isn't it? Because it's hyphenated, isn't it? It's, Remembering mm. is literally to being kind of taken back to where you were. And interesting that metanoia is about the idea of repentance, and that's about a kind of turning around in the seat of your consciousness, which is an interesting idea. I, I think this is a, a big piece because I think, to your point about when you come in, is right because I think that we all enter into the world original, yeah. but I think most of us leave it as copies, right? And frankly, imitations of other people mm. and I think that becomes the problem that we, we there is a, somebody once said there are two types of people in this world a person who lives the life they don't have and a mm. person who has a life they don't live and I think the problem is that many of us are in that second space mm. but why is that? It's to your point Jags, it's because um we live and behave and assume the persona that we think we should have right mm. Harold Thurman said, he said that Every one of us longs to hear the sound of the genuine inside of ourselves. Thurman said, when you hear it, you know it and you recognize it. But until that time, Thurman said, we're like people that live on the end of strings that other people pull. And for me, what makes that interesting is that I think that our listeners are certainly, many of us, are going to be on the end of strings that other people are pulling. Mm. But an awful lot of them are going to be pulling strings that other people are on the end of. And you should do this and you should be like that. And so we have this very, you know, conditional thing. And as we know, in the heart of inclusion is this notion of belonging. And Mm. we all want to belong. Mm. So we'll play the game and I'll be who you want me to be at the expense of my authentic self.
2: I mean, that must show up directly in corporate World.
1: Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Carbon copies.
1: 100%. 100%. I remember um, years ago, I used to run a a performing arts school. Let me just clarify something by saying I didn't do anything to do with the performing arts. (laughs) It was just my school and I used to teach the identity class. Um, But what was interesting about that, I remember the first group of students that we had in there, we did a morning with them about, you know, your origin story, what brought you here. And there was about a dozen of the students in there. And each of them told a story and they began like this. "Um, I used to be an accountant. I was a solicitor. I was this. And they all chose the, they were all talking about these professions that they'd escaped from. And, the, and I say escaped mm. because they were wearing the, the armour, the clothes that their parents had assumed for them. Yeah. You know, you come from a good Asian family, so you need to be a doctor. You've come from this environment, you need to be one of those. And so, you know what I mean? And, and, and that projection as to who you are and what your future is going to be. Yeah. And it was really very interesting to see what happened, that actually the, the actuary is a ballad dancer. And you can go and see him now in the in the Royal Court. He's he and and whenever I see him on stage, it just makes my heart sing. I remember seeing him in The King and I. I just wanted to cry watching him there because I thought he's being who he is. Yeah,
0: and it shines through. Absolutely.
1: And by the way, when you're being who you are, it's not work, right? Because that's the problem. we we're, we're so yeah. wound and focused on this idea that we've been given that you have to be this and have one of those and go to one of those and do one of those. And so we've got this real problem that yeah. we think, which is why I think it's overused but under that what we do defines who we are. But that's not right. Who we are defines what we do. But if I don't know who I am, what am I supposed to do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, and I think, you know, going on on that, you know, pulling that thread a little bit in terms of the corporate space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and how people can be on the end of others, you know, on the yeah. strings. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, Thurman's point, yeah.
2: Um, you know, what why do we think, you know, authenticity is really important, you know, in the workspace? Why do you think it's important? I
0: think for me when we when we start with that, even when you talk about the strings, mm-hmm. we're not just talking about one layer of strings. There's multiple. People are in hierarchical structures where other people are pulling strings of theirs that are three layers up. Yeah, that's
1: and, exactly right. And that's that's yeah. where
0: that's where that piece comes into is finding out who you are, to be able to step into your authentic light, to then unmask yourself to be the leader who you truly are.
1: Nice. Yeah. And I think
0: that that nice. core piece of unmasking, and I use that in the first reference, yeah. is is because that's exactly what we need to do. There's layers upon layers of conditioning on us. And in a workplace, that is the space where we are mostly living our lives. And if we're in there most of our time, how are we going to be in a space where we're pulling on a mask, using so much energy every day, putting this mask back on, wearing things, being who we're uncomfortable being where every time we leave work we unmask we undo everything and walk out as our true authentic selves sure. so yeah.
2: yeah it's exhausting
1: isn't mm-hmm. it i think i think that's the word i would use. exhausting so mm. really i was just tired listening to your point because i think it is exhausting thank and you no the, sorry <laughs> i was exhilarated by the point you appreciate um but no you it, made the
2: point well I it was beautifully made it was beautifully made
1: um but I think that what, what's interesting about that though, Jax, is the idea that when you th- when you think about that, then to Chantal's question, but why is it important in corporate life? It's important because if you want to talk about interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. let's suppose that you and I are playing the mask game, right? So we meet each other and you figure out that, uh, this is who Paul would like me to be in order to work here. And I think this is who I'd like you to be in order for me to give you a job here. So we've kind of had that little game going on. The problem is that if we are in relationship and I'm not being myself and you're not being yourself, who actually am I having a relationship with? Mm-hmm. Because it's the whole thing is constructed on the premise of the full self. It's not. There's nothing authentic about it. And, and it's no surprise, right? And I love the point you made about when you leave the office, you feel exhausted. We've got a client that asks a, you know who I'm talking about that asks a really nice question. Their DNA team got a brilliant question they ask, and it's this: if a family member came mm-hmm. to work, would they recognise you? And I love that because <laughs> it's such a great point, right? Oh, yeah. Because are you someone completely different? And it's fascinating, you know, because of this inauthenticity. You've got you can be one person between five and nine. And someone completely different oh. between, you know, nine five and five, and nine. nine and five, <laughs> nine to five. Sorry. Well, so, how
2: <laughs> do you work? Yeah.
1: Well, it's really, I put my time, in, you know, I do my work. It's like 5am. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that again. Between nine and five and then somebody else between five and nine. Yeah. You know, literally you can be two completely different people. And how do you, what happens if those two people meet each other? Yeah. Right. Mm. One of the things I remember as a child growing up right, was when I was kind of discovering and having this whole voyage into my own ethnicity and figuring out who I was. My worst nightmare, having spent 10 years of my life being grown up as a white child and then coming into care and finding out I was black, the great dilemma for me would be if I met a black and a white friend simultaneously because I was one person when I was with black people and one person with white people. But if they were ever to come together in the same space, so I would not know what to do. I, do. I do think for the for the
2: audience, that's just you just said something <laughs> that I think we should probably unpack a little bit. When you found out you were black, can you just I that was, <laughs> you just sort of said that really like oh, sorry, yes. oh, yeah. I you know. oh, yeah. Didn't well you well? just
1: didn't <laughs> you mean you didn't find that <laughs> oh, out? How sorry. did you know How did you know? <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was that doesn't need a little bit context context sake. I, it's 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 a story for another day. But I was raised in care, yeah. and it, and I was raised by a kind of a white middle class family as a child in care. And then when they died, I ended up going to an orphanage. Which, actually returning to an orphanage. And it was when I was in the orphanage, um, the very first day I arrived in the orphanage, and I was uh, the children were out, and I was sort of left with this nun, this Trinidadian nun, was very sweet lady, and she was sort of helping me sort of understand what was going on. And the kids came back from playing, and I was like watching these children thinking, what on? Earth is this, and so when we'd had dinner in the evening, I went to see her and I said, Um, uh, Sister Agnes, I was 10, right? I said, Um, s- Sister, if you know me now well enough to know this, we'll not surprise you what happens next. I said, Um, mm, Sister Agnes, I think it's a bit of a problem. And she said, Oh, what's for me? I said, I don't think I'm gonna be able to stay. It's very sweet of you to put me up, but I'm not oh, gonna wow. be able to stay here. And she went, All right, okay, well, why is that then? And I went, I don't think I can live with all these black children she went, oh, and she just didn't didn't break stride. She went, hmm. And she looked to me very thoughtfully and said, I think I can help you with that. And I went, oh, good, you know, thinking there's obviously somewhere where white children go, right? So she said, your father's black. You're going to fit in just fine. And just walked out and left me in the room. And I was like, what? I was like, what? And suddenly I realised that a mystery was solved. I realised why my hair grew up and everybody else's hair grew down. I kind of finally figured it out. But so it took me 10 years to figure it out. Yes, yeah, so that was the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> what story.
2: I know, it's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no. I, if only it wasn't a true story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think it's so interesting because obviously, you know, when you come into the work, place you are who you are Mm. and like you say you have these hours and you spend so much time with each other and then when you leave work then again you know what we're faced with there on the internet and social media and what is it like to try and live on the outside on the other side when it feels a bit like your authentic truth might not be welcome how do you straddle that as well you know that's quite you know, how do you, how do you deal with that? The inauthentic space. When you
0: notice that others are being inauthentic, it's usually when you're already in the space of being your authentic
2: self.
1: That's a really great point.
2: That's a really great point. Sorry. <laughs> I was about to say something. We both We said both, we both said went. That was That's really a really point. great point. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not until I just want to unpack this a little bit because we're saying a lot of things that I think are just kind of, like you know, like truth bombs almost in a way where people might have to think, oh my gosh, right, let me just stop and go back a little bit. So let's just, just play with this a little bit more. So when you start becoming authentic or when the mask that we're talking about, essentially, when you take the mask off, that's when you're able to realise that you're in a space that is not authentic
0: or others may not be so oh. i when yeah, we talk about right. that mask it's you naturally at certain points that mask may slowly slip back on without you realizing because How? of those years of conditioning right because when you step into those spaces where you haven't been back into after years and in those spaces you may have naturally pulled on a mask back in the in the past mm. If you haven't been there after you've gone through that work of becoming your authentic self, naturally it will start to creep back in because you're not sure of who to be in that space because you haven't visited there after doing the work. But when we talk about that, Gosh, yeah. it's, it's a lot, it is a lot. But I think when we talk about that, it's learning that, when you start to see yourself as who you are Mm -hmm. and understanding how it makes you feel, how much energy it fills you with, realizing the drain of energy you go under when you're in a space where you can't be that version of yourself, Mm -hmm. you start to see people putting their masks on because you can see the difference Mm -hmm. of when they step out of that space Mm -hmm. because you naturally are able to feel it within yourself because your intuition kicks in.
2: Yeah. Okay, so question. Is authenticity the key to happiness?
1: Um, Well, I'll tell you this, inauthenticity is a guarantee of unhappiness. Mm. That's for sure. That's for sure. And I think maybe there is an interesting thing to say on that, Chantal, which is that I think we've made happiness a prize. We have made happiness a goal. But I think it's worth remembering that Happiness is not the aim. In fact, I think authenticity delivers you from happiness. And instead of delivering you from happiness, it brings you to a place of contentment. And I think the problem with happiness is happiness depends on happenings. So if I have good happenings, I am happy. Um, And so if I get a lot of likes on my Facebook page, I am happy. But whether anybody knows my, sees my posts or reads my posts or likes my Instagrams, If I know who I am and I'm authentically being myself, I am content.
0: It's fleeting, happiness is fleeting. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's something
0: you're always trying to catch, that dopamine hit, that moment of joy. But that joy cannot always stay there. We will naturally go through the fluctuations of life, no matter how hard we try to stay in this joyous space. But contentment in who we are and where we are that is the true meaning of getting to the space where you can feel that levelling.
1: I love that. I love that because it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know that uh, Hap was a god, right? And uh, the thing about, and I think he, the, Hap is the god of, you know, I'll love you if. So you can be unhappy or you can be happy depending on happenings, but there's no such thing as unjoy. Mm. That's not a thing, right? <laughs> Joy is just... <laughs>
2: Wow. Okay. That's a little, little thing that's gone off in my head on that. Um, That was really lovely. Thank you so much. It's such a great conversation to have. So it's not key. It's not happiness. that's the key. That's the destination. It's actually being content, which I think, you know, feels maybe a bit more, oh, Really? Contentment. That's doesn't there's not as exciting as happiness, but actually to your point it's fleeting and to your point it's, you know, if I have then, whereas it's contentment finished. it feels like it's the constant and that's more rooted mm. and and as we say, changes the constant so you can weather all of that. So that's really, really interesting and not getting pulled around, mm-hmm. you know. So, oh, thank you so much. It's been such an interesting conversation to have with both of you today on this subject. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. It's been a joy. definitely. It's been brilliant. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you got as much out of that conversation as we did. Please keep your eyes out for our socials. We will be updating you with the next uh, session and topic. But for now, thank you so much and looking forward to seeing you on the next one.